Blog Talk Radio. everybody. Welcome to our show, the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. The Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. I just slurred my words together. Something I was criticizing someone else for doing two days ago. It happens to the best of us. But here we are to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is the number to reach us. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us callers and follow us. Follow us. Follow me. Follow me. John Denver. Yeah, I don't want to follow him. No, but I mean, that was one of his songs. Yeah. Way before social media. It's kind of an egotistical song. Follow me. Make it me. Follow me up and down, all the way, all around. Anyway, I know, yes, I know lyrics to John Collins, but anyway, it struck that song strikes me as being a little bit self-involved. Like, why didn't he follow? And our friend Healer Medium is on. I don't know if she heard my comment about John Denver, but John Denver is one of her very favorite musical artists. <laughs> ha ha. Um, okay, so before we take the caller in the queue, I just want to make two corrections, which one I've been forgetting to make for like a month. So Diane Feinstein, when she died, I erroneous, erroneously stated that she served in Congress. She did not. She served on the Senate, but it was in the in the um, district or nearby district where Barbara Boxer and um, Nancy Pelosi were serving. So they were kind of like, you know, the three women that were outstanding in the 80s doing work that women hadn't done before. And, of course, Diane Feinstein was, was also the mayor of San Francisco. So I don't know. There was some lapse in my brain. So I want to clarify that because I misspoke and I don't like making mistakes. In addition, uh, in addition, oh, on the last radio show, I something came in on a reading. So Bonnie came in for me, and I said we have to go to Ireland. Well, Bonnie does not come from Ireland. <laughs> if I little knew a little bit more about word origin, I would have said Scotland. And that's where you corrected me. However, it was still a pure psychic vibration that led to um, the, that led to connecting with our caller. But I will say that in Northern Ireland, the word Bonnie is used. So I, in a way, I was right. But the reason why is because there are more Scottish people that have settled, settled there. So anyway, that's my correction. Those are my corrections, rather, plural. Do you have anything to say? No, no. Do <laughs> you want me to correct something else? <laughs> Is no. there something else I need to correct? She says, LOL at John Denver. Yes, she does not like John Denver, healer medium. Who? Jason. Jennifer. Oh. Like at all. <laughs> at all. Does not like John Denver. We posted, uh, remember, I, I, we did a post of Callie on the, uh, with the Garden Song by John Denver. And she said, hard pass on John Denver. The video is much better with the photo reel is much better without the music. Yeah, I, I like John Denver. 
Why Johnny I Carson uh, chose him to be the um, guest host while he was away, I have no idea because his uh, performance as guest host on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson took a leave of a vacation or something. I mean, he was saying far out so much. And, I mean, his interviews were like watching Chris Farley interview Paul McCartney. Yeah, well, I wouldn't imagine he would be so good at that. But he no. was in, probably that was in the 70s? 80s, I think. 80s? Well, I mean, he was kind of tailing, trailing off on his, well, 80s, he was still pretty popular. But music started changing. I mean, he went through a big crisis as a musician, but... He was very popular in the 70s, and, of course, he was involved with the Muppets yeah. and all that, and in movies. Anyway, oh, God, he was in Oh, God, oh God with George Burns. Yeah. That's right. Okay, let's bring on Dion. I'm like, Jen, John Denver, that's really bringing it back old school. He's one of my favorites, one of Neil's favorites. Love John no. Denver. Love, love, love John Denver. You may not. Do you like John Denver, Dion? No, probably not. I mean, I don't not like him. I I just know that, like, he sang some songs. I don't even remember the names of them. That's no, you're like, just... It's really going old school. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your so, musicals are. I I don't know. Like, what songs did he sing? I'm trying to remember, and I can't even remember. Uh, Sunshine on My Shoulders, Take Me Home Country Roads. I mean, these are popular ones. I'm just saying. Yeah, Take ones. Me Home Country Roads. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't not like him. I just don't really. I mean, it's not like I listen to John Denver in my iPod or something. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so there you go. But I mean, my musical tastes are vast. I listen to all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. What, so I can blame John Depper that, without seeming like a dork. What were you gonna say? The name that you, the name that we were trying to remember from the restaurant was it Sabrina? Maybe it was Sabrina on that show. Yes. I said, who's Sabrina? And you said she was a hostess. Was she a hostess at the restaurant? Someone else said she was a hostess. I met a Sabrina when I did the window show in Florida. I don't know. I don't know. And whatever name was said on that show you resonated with, you said that was someone at a restaurant we used to go to. But I would have to go back in the archives, and I don't even know what day that was. I mean, actually, Penny. I that was Penny. Oh, it was Penny. That was Penny. Penny. Yeah. And then the other day I was at the Dollar Tree with my neighbor and I saw those candy canes that, oh, well, they the weren't candy, the same the candy, candy canes. That, yeah, the Neil the candy and the candy canes. That was on the same show with the Penny. Now I remember that you said Penny. So that was on the same show. Well, I'm glad you figured it out. It wasn't the Penny store. <laughs> oh, and when I was at the Dollar Tree before I walked in, I found a penny on Hedge in the in the parking lot. Pennies from heaven. Pennies from heaven. Well, I won't well, take it. That doesn't get you a, a, a one one hundredth of the, what's available at the Dollar Tree. Isn't it the Dollar Twenty Five Tree now? So. Yeah, and they have a bunch of items that are like the dollar plus, where it's like three dollars and five dollars. You know how generous of them. So much of the stuff you can get at the Dollar Tree that is like, I mean, so much of the stuff is elevated in price. Like soap or like Ajax, you can get at 88 cents at Rite Aid. Anyway, but this is not a show about, you know, prices on a... I know. Yeah, supermarkets. I mean, no, it's fine, but what's your question? Obviously, you have a question. Okay, so I called about my storage, and Neil said the universe was going to work it out, and somebody had sent me money to cover me for my storage for another month and for my car insurance. So now I can go down and get it when the funds come in for that. Then my next problem I have now, my license plate and my driver's license have to be renewed next week. So I was going to call and ask Neil, 
and then I woke up to an, uh, an email that I have a credit coming. So that may be an, uh, a refund check coming. That may cover the place and the driver's license. And um, I put my uh, profile up on a website to get, like, gig work, like, side work, just, like, temporary jobs, like data entry, like, simple things, simple tasks that I can do. Like, I can go to the library and, and things like that just to do something to try to get money coming in. I'm just wondering what you're seeing as far as, like, when am I going to be, like, like are things starting? Is Am I on the right way? Or are things just going to slowly start getting better now? What, um, what, 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 what was I going to ask you? What, the disability. I thought you weren't supposed to work. I mean, according to what, and which I don't really understand at all, but according to our conversations previously, you said, I cannot work a job that is not a 1099. And I didn't understand why, because either way, you're going to end up reporting that income at I know, but like I need like on, my hearing is on the 16th, and so like I need like to buy a new pair of shoes, and like I still have to get toilet paper, and like I haven't gotten my money from there yet, and I know I, I still have to that, try to survive somehow. Right, but does it is it going to based on our previous conversations, you what the information that you provided me via messenger is that your attorney told you not to work. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good idea because obviously you need money to survive, but he said, don't do, don't work while you're trying to get disability. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really clear on why. So if you're trying to get disability, are you going to be hurting your chances by working? It's not like I'm working a full-time job or anything. Like I'm just looking to get like a little money here and there. It's just something to patch me by until that kicks in. Like, I won't be able to drive my car to go to the store if I don't get license plates put on it. And, you know, winter's coming. I need gym shoes. It's not like I'm trying to make 500 bucks. It'd be like $30 here if I could do something for an hour or whatever. Like, just simple tasks. And I might not even get hired. It was just an attempt to try to help myself. You know what I mean? Well, I, think, I mean, I think it's a good idea to try to get work. Plus, I mean, you get out of, you know, you start doing something productive, which in turn brings in more, you know, usually when you start doing something productive and it creates an energy field where then more work might come in and more opportunities to network with people, things like that. So I don't think it's a bad idea per se. Personally, I mean, I don't know. Neil, what do you think? Well, I I do think you're in a you're in a pretty good pattern uh, beyond with changes going on that more or less benefit you and put you on the higher path of life. So I think you're on that pathway now. As far as other forms of financial relief, uh, we'll, of course, put energy out that things come upon you that are financially beneficial. On the other hand, you know, it's always going to be good for you to continue to keep your system moving forward, not stagnant, by looking for any kind of work you can as you pursue your higher goals of uh, occupation. Question. So we'll put energy out for that. We seem to be on the path to have that ramified, if you will. Ramified? Ramified, yeah. It's a word. Um, and uh, and enforced, and um, you know, so uh, I think it's about an energy process more than a severe prediction. The prediction we've already established that you're back on the path and you've gotten things done. I think the vibrational work is benefiting you now more. So our request to the universe and the whatnot will continue. How did and, you use the word? Um, and um, yeah. ramified is to enforce. It's to, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It isn't. 
but it's no, it isn't. But anyway, go ahead. So, uh, anyways, I don't know if that answers your question. You should, I mean, according to your driving, uh, getting your license and everything, and your shoes. Uh, like you're meaning plates, right? New plates and a new license for your driving in North Carolina. All that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to, do you have to take the written test this time? No. I might, yeah. I might. Really? Did you have I'm a traffic violation? No. She just needs to get a license in North Carolina. Oh, which... a new li- oh, yeah, you may have to take a test. Oh, boy. So I would study up on that. Yeah, because they can be tricky. Um, so the question, gym shoes, What are you talking about closed-toed shoes that you need? I mean, you said gym yeah. shoes. So it's yeah. just that you have, like, open-toed shoes now and nothing really for the um, – nothing that you can run around in, so to speak, for the right. – um, winter season so it's not like you're going to the gym but you just need some comfortable shoes what size do you wear 10 i was gonna say 10 that's funny that's your part of your karmic code (laughs) well maybe someone with a size 10 pair of gym shoes will get in touch with gian one of our Many fans and can mail her a pair of used shoes or buy her a pair of shoes. Who knows? You can look at like Goodwill. You know, I you know, my places. neighbor took me there. There's got to be places that you, you got to get, like Salvation Army. There's there's got to be resources for people who need clothing. I'm sure you can find a pair of tennis shoes for very very cheap, if not free. You could always uh, get in contact with Bo Derek. She's a 10. <laughs> How tall are you? Like five, I'm five foot six and like six? five six and three quarters. Almost five seven. Uh, five seven. It's just, I just feel like it really shouldn't be this hard. You know what I'm saying? Like just to get basic items, but. I will say that I was listening to other blog talk radio shows yesterday and people were complaining about trying to find housing. And I was like, yeah, I know what that's like. I just went through that. So in many ways, I'm much better off than some people who now have to go out and try to find housing. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, there is a... There is a wardrobe department in the astral realm. I mean, they supply uh-huh. Jesus with his line cloth and Moses with his uh, cape and everything. We, what we'll do is we'll ask them if they have any extra tent size shoes. Now, what you could do is, if that's the case, they may just miraculously appear. You, are you, you have an apartment now, right? Yes, I do. So they may appear in your closet. Uh, at your front door. I'm not kidding. Uh, there is a wardrobe department up there. And uh, I've had several clients that have received clothes from that from that arena there. I, well, I'm waiting. Where are my clothes? From the wardrobe department. Huh? Well, that's yours. Is, is the war zone department. Oh. The army boots. <laughs> God. Well, I can't help you out. I'm a six and a half. I don't have any size. Oh, you have little feet. Yeah, I have little. I have very small hands, actually. My hands are very, very small. I'm smaller than my feet. My hands are like child size hands. I'm glad I'm not a guy. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Well, like I said, Dion, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll put out energy that seems to work when we do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, things. Oh. Sorry, I interrupted you. I apologize deeply. What were you going to say, Neil? No, and uh, nothing. We'll put out energy for it. I mean, there aren't any earthly suggestions except for what would be common sense. What you're doing is good. Yeah. What you're doing is good, and you're moving forward. You're way more grounded than you were before, and you're a person. You know what? I was thinking about this, and some people are vagabonds. Some people can. Just wing it. 
and they don't care about having a home base. You're, why did that happen? That's the stick. Um, you know, sorry, just got distracted for a moment, but you're the kind of person that needs stability in your home environment. And I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I think there are a lot of factors that, that play into why a person might need more stability than another person in a environment. But I think part of that could come from your upbringing and the instability that you had. So getting stability mm-hmm. as an adult is important for you. But, you know, I'm the same way. I have to, I'm not someone who does well cow chopping or traveling around without a plan. <laughs> not for me. So I can totally relate to that. But you do see me on the right path and I'm doing everything that I should be doing. And yeah, I think it'll just start slowly coming together. Yeah, and I think it's a great idea that you started to, like, try to get the side work as long as it works with your disability plan. And have you informed your attorney about the um, disability? I mean, about the job search? Well, once I get approved, then I'll get my back back pay or whatever, and then I can sign up for a program that allows you to do part-time work while I'm going through my medical procedures. So there is a way that I, because I can't just not do anything. Even if I just want to take a class online, I still have to get Wi-Fi, and I don't have Wi-Fi right now. And so um, that's why going to the library to use their computer is fine too. You know what I'm saying? But just it's been so many changes since I left Wisconsin that I'm like, okay, but when does things start getting restored? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get my stuff out of storage probably, you know, by the end of next month, I would think, or, you know what I mean? Just to stop all this, um, I don't know. Just moving forward is, is basically, I got the apartment, which is great. Now I just got to start moving forward on other stuff, you know what I mean? Like getting the car and stuff like that situated. Just want to be in compliance. Right. Well, you're you're on the right path. And your disability hearing is when? The 16th. Of November? Yes. 1116. So it, it's interesting because it's 11. Wait, wait, what did I do? Wrong. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seven. It actually works out to the day. It's a seven, which is in your year and in your two five. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean a seven's a high spiritual number, and you have a seven in your code. So, um, and then five, six. Hold on a sec. Yeah, no, that's an eight. Um, so the no, it's good. It's a good date for you. And we'll 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 keep putting out energy that everything works out in the disability process, and that you'll be con- you'll if you get you'll be able to continue to do that side work while you collect disability. Right, and then I can get my Wi-Fi back, and then I can get back into writing and stuff like that. It's not that I can't go to the library and use their computer, but they only let you on it for like an hour, hour, 20 minutes. And besides, I just want to be able to get back into like having my computer up and running and just things that I guess I took for granted before, but I'm here now. Here you are, and you're enjoying North Carolina. Are you still talking to Marty? No, because she was doing things that I, like sending me pictures. Or, oh, look, I just got my nails done. Um, oh, do you need anything? Oh, I can't come and visit you. Like, just that bipolar that I couldn't handle, you know, like, Doing things, saying things to just kind of like get under my skin. I just don't need the aggravation. Oh, okay. 
You know what I'm saying? She wasn't being helpful. She was being facetious, and I don't need that. I I I have to have positive influence in my life. Things, you know, moving forward. You know, she's just being weird. And okay. um, yeah. Well, surround yourself with positive energy and, and keep in touch with us about your progress. And uh, we'll put all the energy. Yeah, but I think Thank good things you. are coming. Oh, wait, can I can I ask one more question before we let her go? Just real quick, any two names came in to my my I, two 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 names that may or may not have something to do with you, or they may they may Graham, the name Graham, or the name Judy. So Judy's one of the neighbors um, that, so I don't know if that'd be grandma. Mm, I think that'd be a stretch. I, okay. I don't want to. So, okay. Well, Judy is one of the neighbors that likes to ask questions that are inappropriate. And, um, but besides that, the other day when I was walking out with my neighbor to go to the library, um, cause we were going there, uh, uh, two women were sitting in an SUV and they just came up, the one just came up from Florida and she was looking for an apartment and she said that she made an appointment with someone here, blah, blah, blah. So then Judy came and got me and <laughs> I gave the lady Sam's number from the library because I was like, you got to go through this guy. She didn't even have the $25 to do the application fee and stuff like that. And so um, Judy came and got me, and I told her, well, next time if I'm not here, let me give you Sam's number because I'm glad someone else came up here from Florida because they just can't wrap their head around how I got in here and allegedly so many people have applied to get in here and blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, and then yesterday they were just kind of asking me, like, what my disability is because they want to know, you know, like, how I got in here. And I told them, I don't have to disclose that to you. She asked, Judy asked me how much I pay my in my rent, how much my car insurance is. And I told them yesterday, those questions are inappropriate and they're there's boundaries, people, and you're crossing a boundary for me that's not a healthy one because you're asking me questions um, that you don't have any privy to. So I, I, I'd appreciate it if you stopped doing that to me. So you had a maybe you your had friends didn't get in here because they have addiction problems. I don't know. Um, well, is Judy have any kind of problem that would lead you to believe that she was an addict of any type or? No, she, no, no, I don't believe so. So her friends, but her friends, and you had a confrontation with Judy yesterday. I mean, it Somewhat. wasn't confrontation. Not confrontation. She was basically like. She was step like, overstepping you boundaries. Know. And you were saying back yeah, off. I believe personal. so. Okay. So right, I don't they, know. They know Patricia, and they've been in here for a long time or whatever. And I don't want to go back to living in my car. I'm not going to give anybody a reason to throw me out of here. I already have abandonment issues because of my family, and I'm doing everything I can to comply. So, you know, like I'm not lighting candles in here. I'm not lighting incense. I don't want to give them any reason to throw me out. Right. And you said there was a Sam, too. Sam? Yeah, Sam's the guy at the library who helps people Sam. that can't get help. Sam sounds Sam. I mean, I it was I got Judy. Judy's definitely a hit. Oh, but. Sam! Yeah, because then later on that day, Judy walked up to me and said, "I'm I, thank you so much for helping that lady and getting her to Sam. I wouldn't want another person to go through what you went through, and especially so recently." And I was like, well, I'm glad somebody from else from Florida showed up because I don't think that you guys were believing me when I said I just came up here from Florida. I said, but they're sending everybody up here, you know. And so she was like, well, I'm just, I'm glad that you helped her. 
And I'm like, yep. And I gave her Sam's number. I said, because if I'm not here and someone else shows up, because they're probably going to be, now you can give them Sam's number. Well, I don't know how I would get Graham confused with Sam. So maybe Graham's future. I don't know if there was a Graham in your past. But Sam, Graham, I mean, they sound alike. Graham, I don't think is your grandmother. I think it's something else. But Judy was on. So um, just keep moving forward, Dion. I think it's important to keep your healthy boundaries. So that's good. And I guess okay. that's it for the day. Anything else, Neil? No. Keep in touch with us. You know. I will. I love you both. Thank you for Aww. taking my call. And I just want to listen to the show. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. We'll put you on well, mute. you helped me. You helped me oh. when nobody else was helping me. And um, I'm always going to tell the world how great the both of you are because you could have left Cupid and I just completely stranded, but you didn't. You you helped us a lot. Like and like I always say if you want to get something done, ask Kristen Bacon because you are relentless <laughs> and you will get it done and you will get it done correctly. And I'm not saying anything that Neil doesn't help too, but Kristen Come on now. You you and I both know that what you did was extraordinary. Well, so. I appreciate you, Jan. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Really appreciate that. Okay. Well, I'll put you on mute so you can listen to the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Jennifer goes to Graham of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, some people may say it's random that there is nothing out there in the universe that actually listens or hears or decides how to conduct business. Right. And have we recently yeah. have we discussed that? Yeah. On the show, the guy's article. No, we haven't. I don't think. Oh, yeah, we did. We discussed his, did we? that this, you know, this program. The thing we did discuss that. But I don't. Know. The the idea is well, if there are factors in the universe like a big room where there are spirits and guides that take messages from Earth, or spirits lingering around, and then they decide which button to press to give somebody what they want, and which button not to press. Um, I don't think it's exactly that way. There's a vibrational uh, atmosphere, if you will, that is out there. And when people such as ourselves uh, produce an energy field because of the work we do, and others do the same kind of work, whereby that vibration may come in stronger. So it is about the vibrational pull or output maybe, that a person gives out to receive a message back. I mean, we signal, we send out signals to outer space all the time, hoping to get something back. We haven't yet, but we're hoping that somehow with the messages and the impulses and attitudes we send out there in terms of signals, electronic signals, cosmic signals, space signals, will actually produce a result or a reaction it, the very the, the sensory energy that the the electromagnetic field of a person sending an energy out where there maybe isn't a personality out there that's waiting to receive it, but there are forces in the universe. We all have this instinctual attitude that there is something usually above us that will respond if we ask, whether it's God or an angel or whatever it may be. Well, right. Well, oh. Well, you know, we can't exactly say, some people may say, well, I'm going to ask the angel Michael. Archangel Michael. Michael, They name a person. Uh, We'll ask God. We'll ask Jesus. I mean, I'm not so sure that it's that specific. But there are forces out there. 
at least I've experienced forces out there well, I think that there, seem to correspond and respond to a human inhabitants. Right, but I think that that also takes a special type of human being. You know, I mean, the power of prayer is undeniable. So we all have that ability to pray and to receive or to pray and help someone else with our prayers, which is much more altruistic. But, um, you know, as far as helping others and connecting to higher entities to do so, they're going to look at a person's whole, you know, I mean, I don't want to say DNA makeup, their etheric body, their astral body, how, what they've done in their past lives, you know, what they're doing in their current life, what kind of sacrifices have they made to give them a, an in with these higher entities, you know, a, a person who's a raging alcoholic is not going to have, it's, we're going to get her in a minute. Um, a person who's a raging alcoholic and beset with problems isn't going to have the success connecting with higher spirits that someone who lives his or her life on a spiritual vibration is. So there's, you know, there's degrees. Well, you know, it's all in the nature of what really a prayer is an internal dialogue, monologue we have. It's going out. But when you really talk literally about the power of prayer, there's no logical reason why a prayer should do anything. It's just a thought form. We, if we use the same thought form and we ask for a million dollars to appear on our table, does it appear? No. So what, you know, what is a prayer other than just an interior monologue that we produce human beings? You know, where it's going out or what it attaches to, more or less we get a signal back is a big, is a great question. Of course, we're psychic, so we believe in this phenomenon. But logically speaking, it makes no sense. I mean, how can a thought? Well, but the whole, yeah, I mean. It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. But the idea of God defies logic. So Well, it all is. So, you know, there's this attitude that, well, if you believe, 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 and whatever that may mean, um, that there's something to give back. But even sometimes working as a psychic, which I have over 55 years, I sometimes laugh at myself thinking, what the hell am I doing? Who, who am I talking to? I mean, I've seen the energies. I've seen the things. But when my logical mind takes over, it's rather laughable. But, again, I'm a spiritual person, so I have to give in to my delusions that, there is something out there based on my experience. I'm suddenly smelling the overwhelming scent of clove. Overwhelming. You don't smell it? Yeah. Well, they... Spirits will come in like that. They come in. Or we there could a be a clove. It's Jennifer, yeah, and bring her on. Not that she's any less of a caller, but she's not like... I mean, we know she's going to... She's, she's not going to disconnect if we don't answer her. Uh, it wasn't Wrigley's. I think it was. It was. It was. Well, maybe it was. Wrigley's. It was Wrigley. Oh, I believe it was. I, I know it was a dark red container. Clove. It was. Maybe clove. it was a red. I'm no. gonna look it up. The dark red was cinnamon. Oh, really? No. Yeah, clove was white. Oh. Clove was a white wrapper. Okay. Or green, white or green. Chewing gum. I don't know. No, it's red. Yeah, it's red, it's red, it's red. I remember incorrectly. Maybe in your era. In my era, well, it's this is our era right now. Clove, red. Okay, Jennifer. And it's not Wrigley, it's Cadbury. Yeah, I didn't think it was Wrigley. Okay, I so I, well, it was goody. <laughs> Score one for the Gipper. Yeah. Okay, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, why do you talk like someone who was born in 1930? <laughs> you should see what she looks like. That's funny. She says 1930. 30. My 30 is my karmic number. You're speaking in code. I, I found her walking back and forth in front of a senior center within a miniskirt. <laughs> Score one for the gipper. <laughs> Um, that's funny, but so you smelled cloves because I have them in my cupboard right now, and I was reading a lot of things about how good cloves are for you. 
Interesting you have some in your cupboard. I have it in my cupboard, too, for, you know, like baking. But I wouldn't be smelling it from the cupboard just all of a sudden. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I think my my grandmother used to cook with cloves quite a bit. Yeah, they put it in, like, uh, they put cloves in, like, ham, I think, when they're yeah, baking it. Like, my experience is I usually wear cloves. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, you know, like ham and pineapple or something. I mean, I'm vegetarian, but I do I, ham for a holiday would always put me in a bad mood. No. Ugh. Okay. So what's going on, Jennifer? Well, I'm going to a weekend retreat. Um, it's a breathwork weekend retreat, and I I feel like there's there are energetic things we can do around the full moon this weekend. I just and I, well, I, I'm detached from it because all we really have is the present moment. Like we talk about energy and stuff, so all we have is now. So I've been trying not to think about world events, just be in the moment. But I'm wondering if that you guys would do on a full moon or energetically um, to maybe enhance the energy of the full moon. Well, the message I'm getting, and we talked about, entities from the other side is that if you're going to a breath work workshop, you better bring along your clothes. (laughs) 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 Nothing better is a good breath a a good breath therapeutic community than bad breath. Well, I would say, uh, Jennifer, oh, gosh, we've been making uh, all kinds of bad jokes, uh, uncouth jokes, if you will. (laughs) Am I still talking like the 1930s? (laughs) Uncouth jokes in the chat um, about breasts and nudity and so on. I mean, what what Neil and I would do around a full moon, nothing. (laughs) Nothing. We would do absolutely nothing. I mean, that's the honest truth. You, Neil and I, around the full moon, would do nothing differently than we would do if it was a crescent moon or a quarter moon or a half moon. We don't really, we don't go by the, the moon, the cycles of the moon. The only thing I do usually on a full moon is I rip my clothes <laughs> off and I run around the neighborhood growling. <laughs> oh, do you have a drum? Because... Drumming's so great. <laughs> Just drum your brains out. Yeah, if there's drumming, I'm going to have to remove myself from the drumming. Drum. Well, one, one of my favorite characters in the horror film was the Wolfman. I mean, that, that he, he scarier than Mummy, than, than Frankenstein, Dracula. When Long Cheney turned into a Wolfman, I was scared to death. And do you know how many times I've had to watch that scene on YouTube? Oh, my gosh. Or the American Werewolf. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, a full moon, it, it, there's, you know, there's, there's a whole wholeness of mysticism in a full moon. It allows us to open up our spirits and our minds to the etherical nature of the night sky. And it, what it presents is that it, it's really a, a sense of the eternal eye and the gravitational pull where the outstanding aspect that the sun is shining against the fullness of that side of the moon, where, where all is alighted and there's images involved and the sense that that moon is regarded as synonymous with our chakra system, whether it's in any chakra system that we have. So it actually has an electrical impulse, if you will. Well, and, and, and of course, I'm sorry to interject. Now, I mean, I stand by what I said previously. However, when you talk about electrical impulses and the fact that also the moon dictates a woman's cycle, obviously there is power in the moon and how it affects the planet. True. What we would do may be different than what Jennifer does. Now, Neil is eloquently... Well... You know, you know, the very fact that we apply the word Luna, Luna, which is a very feminine sort of lyrical language formation of the letters, and that the moon has almost a sense that you have to 
purse, purse your lips together to say it. And then release your lips into a, almost an oval sense of, of communication. What's opening up of energy? Because very words, now when you say lunar, you're really using your tongue. But when you say moon, you're really using your lips. I'm not going to talk about lips and tongues right now, but yeah. uh, but you see the very the very phonetic application of the word applied to we kind of think of the sun as being ordinary. It seems typical that the sun would come out in the day, but what the hell is this moon? It's not really. It doesn't generate light. It only reflects light. It's only a, just a rock. It's not really an energy force but yet it derives its lightness from the obvious sun. And then the, whatever you want to call that, organically, produces a, a field of gravitational pull on our planet, so it greatly influences our planet. In fact, if the moon were to disappear, our world would be topsy-turvy. We would probably drown, whatever, whatever. the whole world would come. Okay, but so there is a great gravitational force that that moon places in the sense of balance. When we talk about balance with the moon, we also talk about how it can derange balance. So we get this aspect of going a moon frenzy or craziness or dancing because without the moon, the world is chaos. So we rely on the moon, even in our ritualistic uh, practices, we rely on the moon because it's a door path to uh, something that is absolutely outlandishly nutty. And it derives that energy. So it's got a duality in it, uh, Jennifer, of light and dark, just as there's the dark side of the moon. So behind that lightness is a dark side. That's where the wolfman comes in. So... Specifically, Jennifer, you're, you, you brought up what's current events, right? And what you can do, is that what, I, are we understanding correctly, that what you, what can you do during this full moon at this breathwork workshop to help to, help to balance, we talked, Neil talked about balance, or, um, I mean, because we're in such a time of chaos with everything that's going on in the world, you're wanting to provide some healing through this course, right? On a global level. Well, yeah, I don't want. You know, time. I'm not going to say time is precious because I feel like time is very flexible. How so? But I don't want to. So I paid money to go there. You know, I want to make the most of it, but I want to. You know, I. The problem with doing things with other people is that there are other people there. So yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. it's I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. Like I looked at the schedule and it doesn't look like there's drumming, but there's something called a sound bath. And I'm thinking, oh, I hope they don't throw a drum in there. But, sound bath would be... I mean, I would interpret to be more to le- less about drumming and more about like it's, it's ethereal sound rather yeah, than like a the bowl, yeah. Rather than a rhythmic that, that a rhythm doesn't you know a rhythmic beating drum does not sound like a relaxing sound bath <laughs> to me at all. Well, maybe those no. You mean like the singing bowls? Yeah. The singing bowls, yeah. yeah. Singing bowls, um, but is there anything in this breathwork workshop that alludes to any collective effort to transmute the energies that are going on in the world as we speak, or is that just from well, coming from her? Well, there's um, there's a shamanic soul clearing meditation, but that sounds like more of a personal thing. I don't yeah. see any. Thing on a you know a global scale, but you never know. People go in and change stuff all the time. But I you know I, I I'm sorry you know on that the verge of hey if you know have people been to the moon since the the first moon landing? Which is sure. which is yeah, but that's that's all 
debatable. People people say, you know, what do you think, Jennifer? Do you think people really landed on the moon? I don't know enough about it to form an opinion. You know, the, 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 the conspiracy theorists perspective i really don't so but there's and i think they absolutely landed on the moon I okay don't have so question in my mind that they didn't land on the moon why is the flag blowing the wind on the moon because the flag is is position is was constructed to look like it's waving in the wind how it's can you stiff. construct a flag to they wave? created a flag that looks like it's waving in the wind i don't know how you do that but anyway well, i guess we'd have to talk to like a you know betsy ross or something you can do it with molding. You can do it. I mean, Betsy Ross is is the who the person who sewed our flag here in in the United States. For those of you who aren't from the United States and didn't catch that joke. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you, you not know, know that? Remember, Betsy Ross made our flag. When you have flag. A, if you're going to a a group uh, breathing workshop. What you're really talking about is the universality of breath. How breath is made up of different components. You could, you could breathe on your own. You don't need other people to do it. But if you're going to, but that's like saying, you know, are you a flutist or do you belong to an orchestra? orchestra. So mm-hmm. if uh, going to synchronize your breath with other breaths, <laughs> to me, breath it, it's with not other so breaths. much the union of the breathing, but it's about the variation of the breathing. Because not everyone in the group is going to breathe under the same thought content. Right, exactly. And they're not coming from the same history. They're not coming from the same heartbeat. So no matter how you unionize and harmonize your breathing with somebody else, even though it may be rhythmically conducive to a union, it's not coming from its root system, from any kind of reason. It's coming from the diversity of humankind. So you're saying on a, on a, in this collective energy, even though everybody might not have the thought that Jennifer has to change, change the circumstances of the world and to have some element of peace in the Middle East, I'm assuming this is the area we're talking about. I mean, though there are many other areas that are in trouble. Um, that not everybody has to have that thought in mind for there to be healing. In the, no. Yeah. Personally, I don't believe that your breathing workshop is going to have any influence on the Middle East. I don't, not an ounce, mm-hmm. not a fraction. I think it's just going to be in the immediate surrounding of who you people are and how you experience it and get ecstasy out of it or whatever it is you're looking for. And that's what's going to stop. I'm looking for ecstasy. She's looking for a gram of Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I don't think you're going to find it at the breathwork workshop. <laughs> you might want to head up and do like a, I don't know, Coachella or something. I just think it's a, maybe on this stick. Hedonistic. Well, HEDO too, uh, because we're talking about wave signals. So if if you're, if you're uh, <laughs> oh really thinking that this is going to change the world, the show it today. Is not. No, it is not going to change the world. That's right. Well, oh. he'll give you straight. He'll no, give it to you real. It's not, it's not going to do a thing. You know. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is hilarious. You know, people. Just you know, up. the Middle East between the Palestinians and Hamas and the Israelis, they're not all going to stop and go. Do, do you feel that breath in the air? Hey, let's all hug. <laughs> My God, Who, have, do any of you know the name Jennifer? Does that ring a bell? No, nothing's going to happen like that, you know, and I wouldn't alert the White House as that, you know, they all need to start to do some breathing exercises. This is a matter of the earth. If you want to go and meet people and have a nice breathing exercise, that's fine. Your group can be entertained and and maybe enjoy some something about it. But, you know, and I'm a person of spirit, but I'm a realist. And I, and I do believe in prayer, and I do believe in the attitude of breath. But to extend it into saying that the way we breathe will affect the, the world events around us is really kind of silly. Well, and I think, I, I think to, go on, to go on, I mean, to add to what you're saying, the world events that are occurring right now, there is a 
destiny factor in what's going on. And unfortunately, no matter how much we pray, I mean, maybe on individual levels for people, the prayer can work. But if we're praying that this is going to change and we're going to stop the course of, of history by prayer, it's not happening. I mean, this is in Revelation, what is you going know, on right now. And it's not going to change. I mean, the Bible, it's all, I mean, it's all going to change because we prayed. No. You know, I was in a supermarket one day. Oh, this was 30 years ago. And a woman was on her knees looking at some of the bread items. And this old man came into the store and walked by the woman and said, oh, get up off your knees. Praying isn't going to bring down the prices. <laughs> um, and that had such an effect on me. It was so, I found it so hilarious that that guy's, you know, coarse sense of humor and how he injected it into the, the immediate environment. And, and in a way, it's true. You know, prayer is prayer and energy work and all these things are very important. God knows we practice our profession on it. But, but realistically, Realistically, I don't know. I don't know. You know, this is a hard planet, and prayers don't always work. And 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 we'd be ignorant to say that it would. We'd be actually insulting people who have met with tragedy. There's another reality going on that's about world effort, humanitarian efforts, groundbreaking work in the blood, body, and soul of the person that really makes the greatest difference of all. Prayer is nice, it's all decorative and everything, talking to spirits and guides and making predictions and talking about energy fields. That's all decorative, nice work. And by God, we make our living by it. But realistically speaking, it takes work. It takes hard work to really make changes in this it, world. It does. And I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, I did manifest something from a prayer once. There was an eclipse. I was trying to get pregnant with my second child. It had been, you know, a couple of years of trying. And I didn't remember doing this, but I looked outside and there was an eclipse and a full moon. And I just, you know, I said a bunch of words that I don't know where they came from. I just said them. And then, you know, totally forgot about it. And then two months later, I was pregnant. But I didn't remember that I'd done that until I had my, my son was about two, and I was holding him, and we're outside. And I said, oh, there's, and he looks up, and he says, Daddy. I said, what are you pointing at? He says, the moon, Daddy Moon. And I went, why would he call the moon Daddy? And then I'm, like, rocking my brain. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it had anything to do. And then I, it all clicked in that I'd done that. And then within a month, he was created in my uterus. So sometimes, sometimes the moon and prayer and, you know, whatever, incantation you can say may actually happen. Well, I agree. I agree. And that's how we predicate our work. I mean, obviously, we produce results for people, pretty miraculous results. And in fact, I mean, on a higher level, even governments. I mean, there have been some pretty amazing things that have happened in our world in regards to that. But I think that when we talk about, you know, yes, is a, is, is a breath workshop going to change the course of history? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. And we can only do so much on our own individual level impact the world and we do our little pieces but I mean you know to think that we can to, to make these vast changes that were already you know that would contradict what was already written like in terms of revelation no I don't think that's possible yeah I mean if I know you guys... your show's going to end but yeah you know but what if on some other like what if everything that's concurrently happening, say in like dimension number 333, that all plays out, but then we, sh- we shift ourselves into another dimension so that it's not part of our experience? I don't think that's going to happen because we're on this earth plane. There's a reason for the earth plane. It was created 
specifically for a planet of karma and duality, and that will never change. I don't think this dimension is going to shift into another dimension. I don't believe that. We can shift into another dimension in, in terms of after our physical deaths, and we do have to end. After our physical deaths, our, our soul spirit can shift into another dimension, but this planet is not going to shift into a, another dimension. I don't believe that. So that's just what I think. What do you think, Neil? I agree. I mean, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's always nice to do interview work. Yeah. Because there's no problem with that. But to think that is, you know, if you do this, have this session and the war in the Middle East ends the following day, call us. Please. She'll call anyway. But. <laughs> well, I guess we won't be talking on Messenger all weekend, but uh, she dropped anyway. Is she listening still? She's on, she's on the chat. So okay. well, have a great weekend. Have great breath work. We'll be back next week, Wednesday, um, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for the lively show, everyone. Bye-bye.